0: please be advised that this episode may contain strong language and spoilers.
1: Hello and welcome to What The Forks, a podcast in which we revisit a teenage obsession, Stephanie Meyer's Twilight Saga.
0: We're finding out if our love for this series will shine eternal or crumble to ash under close inspection. I'm Isaac.
1: I'm Chloe and today we're talking about the first half of Eclipse, the third novel in the saga.
0: I saw Avengers Endgame last night.
1: Couldn't care less. I
0: know. I <laughs> it <literally cannot laughs> breaks my heart. But no, actually, I get it. It's a superhero movie. I don't They're always the same. You don't like superheroes. No. It was good, though. Yeah. By the time this goes out, anyone who really cares won't be panicking about spoilers. If you've not seen it by now, get your act together. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything anyway, but it was good. And just some excellent hair. There's a scene towards the end, Thor has uh, his beard in a plait. It's oh. very sexy. Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Oh. Hulk. Oh. Mark but Ruffalo? It's not just Mark Ruffalo being sexy, it's the, the Hulk being sexy. I can't explain. He's got this, like, the grey stubble. It's just very, yeah. Oh. What else? Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, has some great hair moments. It's a movie of, of excellent hair. Um, oh. And much, much more. You can't fill three hours with just excellent hair, but...
1: You can try. Help.
0: Oh, yeah. And they do. They do.
1: Memories. So I remember my memories of Eclipse. I've just finished New Moon. Mm-hmm. And it's near my birthday, which is in July. And the girl who was responsible for bringing Twilight into our lives, Angelica, bought me an American copy of Eclipse, signed by Stephanie Meyer.
0: Shut the front door. You have a signed edition. yeah. Where is it?
1: It is at my mother's house, where it is not allowed to leave. <laughs> you can't touch it. You can't read it. Is this it. on
0: your mother's orders?
1: I feel like it's just this understanding <laughs> that
0: we have. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, I mean, cool? it's cool?
1: It's a bit nerdy, it's isn't
0: it? not cool at all. No.
1: <laughs> oh, no, don't tell anybody. Okay. What about you? What
0: are your memories? I really can't remember reading this book. I barely remembered anything that happened in it. Really? Reading this book this time, it was like it was all brand new. Wow. I do believe that I read Eclipse, but I, no, I had no memory of it, really.
1: Wow, but like this is the book that we learn, you know, a bit bit more history about certain characters
0: i knew that that was coming like i i do remember i remembered rosalie's story vaguely i remember details of jasper's and the wolf history mm. but i don't remember where i was i don't have any memories of first reading this book so i don't know what must have been going on i i can only imagine that i read in just quick succession mm. because the first three i definitely did do you remember
1: i i remember liking it i i liked eclipse i remember being so really shitting
0: you don't remember either
1: (laughs) (laughs) i remember liking it more than new moon that's for sure
0: so you remember the relief of edward's return
1: yes i was in love with edward
0: here we go we're diving in first half of eclipse we're going to go right from the preface up to and including chapter 14 Mm -hmm. what happens chloe
1: okay i just want to say that I'm going to do this plot as quickly as possible, because the books are getting bigger, and our plots are getting longer. We've
0: been quite thorough so far. I
1: know. And who needs thorough? So, here we go. Ready. Plot. Eclipse. We start with the preface, where Bella is in a near-death situation, like always. Back to the present. Jacob has given a note, saying they can't be friends. Bella has been grounded from new moon to eclipse, because... Mm -hmm. Jacob was a twat and told Charlie about the motorbike. Charlie is now ungrounding Bella, but he says you have to, and rightly so, you have to hang out with more friends because you're just hanging out with your boyfriend and that's not healthy. She uh, goes to school and they're like, what are we gonna do with this newfound freedom? Alice has a vision at lunchtime and Bella notices, but Edward doesn't discuss it. Edward avoids the conversation, And then he mentions the two plane tickets that Carlisle and Esme got for her birthday back in New Moon. They're going to expire soon. So let's go to Arizona and visit Renee. Renee has a really nice time. Is very happy to see her daughter. And uh, kind of realises that the relationship between Bella and Edward is a little bit off.
0: Probably more serious than she thought it was. Yeah.
1: They come back. Jacob brings Bella Bella thinks it's because he wants to check if she's been changed or not and whether the Cullens have broken the treaty. Mm -hmm. She hasn't changed. Um, And then when they go to school the next day, Jacob's there and Edward was like, you're wrong. It's not that he's checking up on you. He wants to talk to me. Basically, Edward ran Bella away because Victoria's on the premises again and the Cullens and the Wolves were hunting her and Emmett crossed the border and knocked into Paul. So they had a bit of a scrap.
0: There's been some tension between the Cullens and the wolf pack.
1: And now Victoria knows that as well, that yes. these two sides aren't working together. So yeah, so Jacob is just there for a warning. And Jacob and Bella are still not really friends. No. And Edward does not want them to be friends. They're mortal enemies. He doesn't trust the wolves. He thinks that they're volatile and don't can't control the temper. Yeah. So Bella is really pissed off at Edward for lying to her and making her go away and not being well honest. So she's bored one night and she's been thinking about Jacob a lot and obviously he's... You know, he's been seen recently. So mm-hmm. she decides, fuck it, I'm going to go. And Charlie is very agreeable to this.
0: He's really keen for he is. her to see Jacob.
1: Yeah, Charlie is, team Jacob. And so Bella goes out to her truck and she puts the key in the ignition and it won't start. And Edward is there and he's taken something. I mean, I'm not a mechanic, but he's taken something.
0: True <laughs> words, never spoken.
1: <laughs> but he's taken something to stall the engine. She can't go he's trapped her
0: he's clipped her wings
1: we'll get there but that's not okay and if any man has ever done that to you it is not
0: okay i would imagine that warning signs would have started cropping up before he starts
1: you hope so. your could engine? you imagine if everything had gone so smoothly and then suddenly it takes your engine in like out. a great
0: relationship <laughs> yeah. and then it's like oh i don't want you going there so i've disabled your car yeah so you can't and leave. you have no
1: choice and you can't overpower me not only because i'm a man but also because i'm a vampire and i can kill you
0: <laughs> i mean i don't think edward's saying that but, but those are the facts
1: yeah And it's because Alice, bless her, is watching everybody's future. And the minute Bella's disappeared, she knew Mm -hmm. that she had made a decision to go to the wolves. So Edward was on it. Everybody is on fucking Bella watch. And the vampires are hungry. Like, they haven't hunted properly because everything, all of this stuff has happened. So Edward and his family, they're going hunting because they're hungry and their eyes are, like, black. So Bella's working, but when she arrives at work, she's not needed and then she sees a poster with a wolf on it. Oh, she puts two and two together and she makes a rash decision to go to La Push. So she's there and Jacob's really happy and it's like old times and Jacob tells her about imprinting.
0: Interesting bit of mythology there.
1: Oh, it's love at first sight, but more intense.
0: And like a compulsory, permanent...
1: Stain. Bella leaves the Push and Edward is extremely angry when she gets home and she's extremely angry and then nothing is resolved. Alice kidnaps Bella. Because they still, the Cullens, bless them, still have not had a proper hunt. Because Bella keeps preventing it by doing something. Yeah,
0: but I mean, I don't blame her. Because they are preventing her from doing what she wants to do and from seeing her friends. It's not necessary for him to be taking these steps because, spoiler alert, she goes to see them and is absolutely fine.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so Alice kidnaps her and they have a girly night with Rosalie and Esme. And as Bella is going to bed, Rosalie wants to talk to Bella and we find Rosalie's story, which we'll get into later, mm. but I really enjoy it. So we understand, you know, why Rosalie is the way she is and why she doesn't like Bella and kudos to her. Love a bitch who can be upfront. The next day, uh, Bella goes to school and on her way, Jacob is there with his bike and they do a runner. She ditches school yet again.
0: I think that's so cool are you joking oh no i'm not
1: oh i was hoping that you would agree (laughs) (laughs) the the gall of the girl she doesn't care about school at all or university it's so she has no ambition and it's such a character flaw (laughs) i see you're upset
0: because she's skipping school (laughs) right he like skids onto the school It's like run and because they're there in sight of all these humans, yeah. Alice can't do anything. That, to me, was like Bella breaking free from her captors. We're and
1: breaking it... free! <laughs> no. <laughs> Not High School Musical. <laughs> but you knew what it was. Of course I did. <laughs> That'll be our next podcast. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> I'll drink more for that one.
1: The Great Escape has happened. Jacob and Bella are on La push on the beach. Mm-hmm. And they're having a great time. Jacob tells her more about imprinting and that his best friend Quill has imprinted on a (laughs) two-year-old.
0: As soon as this is introduced, as soon as this incident of imprinting happens, I feel like the rest of the saga is being spent going, but not in a creepy way. Yeah, Imprinting, but but not in a creepy way. And there's nothing creepy about this. See all these ways that this is not creepy and see all these ways that this is fine. If you have to spend so much time going, but not in a creepy way, it's probably a little bit creepy.
1: The thing is, now reading Eclipse, you're like, oh God, this was so gearing towards Breaking Dawn. How could none of us see it?
0: For anyone who's not read Breaking Dawn, just... Wait. Yeah. just (laughs) Wait for uh, it. Just you wait. (laughs) You're in for a treat. But we didn't see it coming. No. We'll talk about that when we talk about Breaking Dawn, I guess. But um, the whole reason for this happening is to set up something Something that's going to come back.
1: So they're talking about imprinting and Bella finds it weird. Thank you, Bella. Then they talk about her transition because he's like, do you really want to be a vampire? And she's like, yes, I do. I want to be with him. And they're talking about when it's due. And it's after her graduation, which is in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And Jacob gets really angry. He's shaking all over, and he says he would rather her be dead than be one of them.
0: Since Twilight, I've not really thought too much about the potential queer reading
1: mm-hmm.
0: of these books and mm-hmm. this story. Um, since that first our first episode, yeah. Jacob in the early part of this book really brought that back for me.
1: Yeah, I. See. I and and I, him... The minute you said that, I was like, God. He reminds
0: me of um, conservative British Christianity, Mm. something he says earlier on, he says they shouldn't exist, their existence goes against nature, and then he would rather Bella die than become a vampire, which is what causes a massive rift in their friendship, Mm. because that's a very hurtful thing to say. A lot of parallels occurred to me between some of Jacob's statements mm. in this part of this book and a lot of things you hear in the media. And you hear from particularly conservative, right wing, religious organisations mm-hmm. about better a dead child than a gay child yeah. or such and such a lifestyle that you are choosing is unnatural or yeah. goes against nature and it's a shame because in many ways actually i the character of jacob can be very queer yeah. and is very queer the idea that he's discovering this thing within him mm-hmm. that he can't really control and he's learning to find his people but in this book jacob seemed to be coming from very much a an oppressive viewpoint
1: yeah he's changed yeah So yeah, so Bella's really angry and drives her motorcycle back to the Cullens. Mm -hmm. They go back to Bella's house once Edward has returned. And uh, Bella notices her favourite red shirt's gone that we've only just heard of. So, you know, Edward is panicking because a vampire has been in the house. They're freaking the fuck out Mm. because they don't know who it is. It's not Victoria because Alice could have seen that. It's someone that they don't know and there have been many killings going on in Seattle. It's getting worse and worse and they know it's newborns and they're surprised that the Volturi haven't done anything about it because this is their domain, this is why they're here. But they're worried that if they do come, they're going to notice Bella's still human and they're going to be in dog shit. So Edward encourages Bella to ditch school
0: again. You know, I had not noticed until you pointed it out so much.
1: It really hadn't bothered me the way that it's bothered you. It's really bothered me. Lack of ambition is so unattractive in a person.
0: I didn't realise you were so pro-school. You've gone very Hermione Granger on me. Thank you. I always thought that was me in our relationship. We never really skipped lessons, did we? Oh, never.
1: You would, you would never take any sick days.
0: I still don't. Yeah, I don't like to. I've always thought of myself as um, Emily Blunt in The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, you know, yes, and you like are. She's like snivelling all over the copies on oh, the street.
1: you're so fabulous. <laughs> but you'll never go to Paris. Where were yeah. we? Sorry. So, um, newborn army is happening and there, well, not maybe a, oh, I just spoiled it. No. So there are a lot of newborn. There are newborn
0: vampires being made. Newborn it. being the term for a newly made vampire. Could
1: you like maybe get the muse song in the background here? <laughs> not you singing it.
0: <laughs> Go, because I can't remember it could be any muse song it's
1: just so newborns happening and edward encourages bella to ditch school because they need to go talk to jasper because jasper knows all about the newborns apparently jasper tells bella his story in front of his entire family and his entire family kind of shut off because they've (laughs)
0: to it before. You know when someone's telling a story at like a social <laughs> gathering and they've already told you it before yeah. and you, you're you just out there thinking I could be doing something else.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then at the end of it Carlisle is like, so that's what you think is happening, maybe a newborn army and Jasper's like, I think so, maybe. Bella goes to visit Jacob whilst the Cullens are like training and getting ready. Jacob takes this opportunity to officially proclaim his undying love for Bella.
0: Oof. The first thing I'd like to discuss for the first half of Eclipse mm-hmm. is something that I think we both wondered if we would touch on earlier. Race. Particularly Jacob's race. Jacob is a Native American. Mm-hmm. We know this. He lives on the Lepush Reservation. I think you've said to me when we've spoken in the last few weeks that you thought that maybe we should have covered this in New Moon. Yeah. But I'm quite glad that we left it till now, I think, because there are some moments here our ancestors here in the UK are the colonizers so that I'm aware of there maybe isn't a comparable situation in the UK obviously we have lots of racism there is no shortage unfortunately of racism in the states or the UK but it's not quite the same we don't have uh, an indigenous people who have Mm. been displaced
1: yeah in their own own
0: and colonized Yeah. yeah the way that the native people have in the states. So it's something that I've had to look into a little bit. The the moment that stuck out to me in this section is the moment when Jacob comes to Forks High. So Bella and Edward pull up to the school. Uh, They've just come back from Phoenix and Jacob's there waiting. And there's this tension that is obviously between Jacob and Edward. Edward, Bella says, with a sense of astonishment, I realised that Jacob looked dangerous to them. How odd. And Dangerous is italicised. And I just noted, it's actually not odd. It shouldn't be astonishing. It's racial profiling that's yeah. happening here. Yeah. He's a tall, muscular, young guy. That's going to be intimidating anyway. And when there's visible tension between two men, but it's they're not just two young men getting into a disagreement outside a high school over yeah. a girl. It's specific that we are at Forks High School, yeah. which is predominantly white White. yeah and it's an a young indigenous man Mm. and he's the odd one out
1: yeah
0: and the classmates finding him dangerous and what struck me is that bella is shocked and i know that she's shocked because it's her jacob Mm. and she remembers him being 14 and she he's her sunshine and Mm. she finds him so sweet and endearing but the reaction of the students to jacob's presence there definitely has roots in race and Mm. racial stereotypes. It's then extended when the principal comes out.
1: Yeah. It continues. Yeah, that's bad.
0: At least to Bella's perception, Bella is assuming. He comes to the same conclusion as the surrounding students. Dangerous, a troublemaker. And he threatens to call the police if Jacob doesn't leave. Mm. Of course, we know, and Bella knows, that the police means Charlie, and Charlie loves Jacob, and Mm. it certainly doesn't seem like Charlie has any prejudice. No. No. But still that involvement of the police with an issue that is... racial
1: profiling. Yeah, Yeah. it's
0: really minor.
1: Yeah.
0: There's nothing, nothing physical has happened. No. and I think it's bizarre for Bella to not pick up on that and for Stephanie Meyer to make the choice.
1: Yeah.
0: To not have Bella pick up on the racial undertones. The only other kind of quote I've got is that one of Bella's classmates... They're
1: making a bet.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're saying if they were to fight or yeah. if they're still going to fight. They all know instinctively that Edward's dangerous. But one of Bella's classmates, it's not named, who says uh, that their money's still on the big Indian. As far as I'm aware, it, it might be different for different people, different groups. But I don't know if that is a pejorative term, mm. but it feels it. Maybe being referred to as an Indian it's okay. is fine. But something about that, it feels...
1: It's not a compliment. It's not made to be a compliment.
0: No. Yeah. No. And just, again, that's his identifying factor. And it's interesting that that is included. Yeah. It's like Um, if someone
1: were to call me woman, like this has happened before. Yeah. And I am, but I don't want to be called woman. And the way it's said, it's very derogatory. It, It means lesser. than the person who is saying it.
0: And because there is a culture of derogatory comments. Mm
1: -hmm. He's from the bad, I don't know, reservation. Well, he's from
0: the reservation. And all that a reservation is, is uh, it's an area of land that's managed by a Native American Mm -hmm. tribe. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they have partnerships with local governments, so they're able to govern themselves. Mm -hmm. But Native American populations are particularly troubled by drug abuse, alcohol abuse. Uh, Native young people have some of the highest suicide rates in the United States. Wow. There's a lot of negativity Mm. that can then be associated with that particular group of people Uh, and so I think they are easy to villainize in that way and so it's unfortunately relatively common for native people to be used as jokes or insults. There's an American football team uh, called the Washington Redskins and they've been called on multiple times to change their name and their mm-hmm. logo because it's a stereotype. It's, you know, I mean, it's like having any other racial group have yeah. a football team named after them. Yeah, that it, It's all built in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's the stereotype of the drunken Indian. So all of that kind of culture there is what is behind the perceived threat of Jacob showing up yeah. at what is essentially a white high school. There's part of me that doesn't really know how to feel about this. Because in a way, I think it's quite good that Stephanie Meyer has included this.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: Jacob's supernatural abilities mm. and his strength are intrinsically linked to his heritage and his identity Yeah. as an indigenous person. That's where the, the wolves draw their power from, their community, yeah. their lineage. It feels positive mm. that we have a main character... In what became a pop culture phenomenon to be native, mm. because in pop culture there doesn't seem to be a lot of representation That's of native true. people yeah. as modern, young, positive, forward thinking members of communities Mm -hmm. so that's really good to see in a way but it kind of reminded me a little bit of do you remember the scene in the first half of new moon where bella and jess go to see the movie in port Angeles? yeah oh i remember there is a moment where jess kind of bristles and she kind of locks her gaze and bella notices jess's behavior and she's just keen to move on quickly through this dark bit of street and get to where they're going get to the mcdonald's And I remember kind of clocking this, reading this at the time, and thinking, oh, okay, wow, this is a moment that all women (laughs) would understand that or at least most (laughs) yeah or at least women who live
1: in cities especially
0: or uh, you know anywhere yeah anywhere frankly yeah any woman who's walking in this society and in our culture there is a danger yeah and that's awful but this
1: It, it is the situation at the minute
0: exactly with that moment of a young woman being frightened walking in the street and jacob being stereotyped at the high school these are sad to see but they are realistic by including them in this story is maya helping to draw attention to these issues is it enough when actually these issues are there but aren't actually acknowledged by anyone and they're not commented on by our main character and narrator they're not even in the case of the racial profiling of jacob doesn't even seem to be picked up Bella seems to me like the kind of person who would claim not to see race.
1: Oh yeah,
0: despite the fact that she's always talking about Jacob's russet skin, yeah. like the amount of times that she'll talk about his skin, and how dark his skin is, he blushes despite the darkness of his skin, how bright his teeth are against his dark skin. His skin color is mentioned a lot mm-hmm. and yet it doesn't seem to occur to bella that the reason people find jacob dangerous or perceive jacob to be dangerous would have anything to do with the color of his skin
1: mm.
0: it's it makes frustrating her very
1: naive and i think my fear is is that maya is naive and she just picks up on these behaviors puts them in the book because that's just the way the world works
0: it's a it's a tough one and yeah. obviously this is a book about a young white woman
1: mm.
0: written by a white woman
1: falling in love with a very white
0: man. Yeah. The vampires are super white. And that's the other thing that you can't escape. At the heart of the plot, we've got a tribe of Native Americans Mm. who have made a treaty with the epitome of whiteness. These creatures and Carlisle's literally from London. (laughs) You know I mean they why should they trust the Cullens really? Yeah. But yes, it feels like maybe that's not seen as much. And it's wasn't seen by me at the time no and you know because again we're coming from that position of privilege yeah there is good and bad i think it's a positive thing that the quality people are included in the story yeah but it's frustrating that the troubles and the friction that they face isn't connected to race in the way that it so clearly is
1: Yeah, well obviously our main focus when reading them is the werewolf versus vampire. Yeah,
0: and of course it's all steeped in fantasy, but that's what so often I think the brilliant thing about fantasy, Mm. and where I think fantasy can do really powerful things with storytelling because it allows us to get past
1: what we see every day. yeah, Yeah, the face
0: of it, but these things do have meaning, and I'm not sure that what's being presented to us is doing as much as it could.
1: No, Yeah. Um, What are you going to talk about next? So you
0: mentioned it in the plot. We get Rosalie's story. Yeah. I just want to say that I love Rosalie. Okay. I love her. I'm pretty sure. So, okay, fine. I'm not checked, but I'm pretty sure Rosalie literally didn't get a line of dialogue in Twilight. Bella says what Rosalie does. Yeah. I don't think she ever gets speech in Twilight. She barely appeared in New Moon. And in Eclipse, we finally get a decent chunk of characterisation and her backstory. And I love her and i've just i've just made a list of of why i love her
1: oh great yeah
0: she's better at fixing cars than edward love that so she is single-handedly disproving all of bella's bullshit about mechanics and gender yeah because all through New Moon, Bella's going on about yeah. this chromosome Jacob. means yeah. you're good at this and whatever. Absolute rubbish. And there's Rosalie. She is the best mechanic in the family. Alice tells Edward, maybe you should get Rosalie to look at it first. She acknowledges her privilege and ignorance as a wealthy human.
1: Yeah, and,
0: I mean, given what we've just talked about, we know that she could do more. Yeah, We could all be doing more to acknowledge our privilege. But she knows it's there. She knows that her life as a human was not typical she knows that what she had was not had by everyone she's always been called rosalie hale yes jasper took her surname
1: yes i wrote that down as well i loved that because jasper's last name was whitlock yes
0: And there's no real explanation of that. No. But I think that's significant. So do I. I suppose she joined the family first.
1: Yeah. And I I guess they look most similar, which is why they can pass as twins sometimes. I don't know. It's a great last name.
0: It is, yeah. yeah. But I love that. Maybe it's not for me to say, but I'm starting to feel like maybe Rosalie's the featherless icon that we've been looking for.
1: (gasps) Could she be? I think she might be. Maybe she's a contender, her and Jess.
0: She's honest about how hot she is, and she's not ashamed of it. Good. She admits how it bothered her that others were more beautiful than her when she wasn't a vampire and and Edward was. Yeah. And that's why she didn't really like them. She's never tasted human blood.
1: Oh, but murders. Yes. Yes.
0: She has committed seven murders. Yeah. Who were her rapists and the men who protected them. Yeah. And she did it slowly and painfully and she's not sorry about it.
1: Um, Absolutely.
0: I love it. But she's never tasted human blood. She's done better than Carlisle, better than Edward. She owns her jealousy of Bella. She addresses
1: it. That's why she wants to talk to her.
0: Yeah, there's no bullshit. This is what I'm feeling.
1: Yeah.
0: There you go. So Rosalie recognised Edward as a judgy gay from the start. (laughs) Why was he a
1: judgy gay? (laughs)
0: so when she's being transformed into a vampire and she can kind of hear what's going on she says that she doesn't like the way that Edward oh
1: yeah he's talking about her because he's like angry that Carlisle chose Rosalie Hale exactly she
0: says I didn't like the way he said my name like there was something wrong with me so she knows that he's judgy AF she says what a liar that boy is and when she's assuring Bella that she has no romantic interest she said that she does love him as a brother but he's irritated me from the first moment I heard him speak. (laughs) That is fantastic. I've written here in my book, Preach, Rose, Preach. Yeah. And then uh, talking about Tanya's clan, uh, the Denali clan. All those females, Edward never showed the slightest preference.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right.
0: Edward (laughs) didn't show any preference for females. I think she's perceptive, and I think that Mm. she knows that Edward... Likes the D. Yeah, or it was at least... Twike curious. She doesn't pretend to like Bella.
1: Yeah, and She just says it to her God. face. I used to hate Rosalie, obviously, when you first read it, because you are... You're almost... taught
0: to. Yeah. Well, and because we're all children of the patriarchy. Yeah,
1: but oh my God. I love it now. I love the fact that she's so brutally honest.
0: But you still don't like me, I whispered. Her smile faded. I'm sorry about that. We sat in silence for a moment. She didn't seem inclined to go on. I pray someday I get the chance to do that. Iconic.
1: Amazing.
0: Just not feel inclined to go on. I do think it's a shame uh, that Rose is another female character obsessed with motherhood and that she yeah. imposes her views on another woman, yeah. trying to prevent her from making her own choices. That's the biggest drawback from me proclaiming that Rosalie is the feminist icon we've been searching for in these books. Yeah, But she also gets the chance to challenge the expectations of the airhead beauty And that's just so great to see. Yeah, that's true. And she's just so bitter and sassy, and I love it. Yeah, I do love a bit of sassy woman. She's great. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about. I've been talking for a while. I've been talking for a little while. It's okay. I think we're doing it all right. Why are the Cullens not superheroes? Now, I know that you have just said Mm -hmm. about Avengers that you don't care about superheroes. I'm
1: liking this link, though. Did you have this planned? (gasps) Didn't. Oh, Ooh.
0: Why aren't they superheroes, though?
1: Because she hasn't allowed all of them to have superpowers.
0: No, but they are still super strong. They are, like, all basically indestructible, well, super it's... fast. They they do have superpowers compared yeah, they to normal do, people.
1: But is being a vampire a superpower? Yes. No, as in, like, is that it? Is like Oh, that's, yeah. That, that's and
0: it? I think that could be. Okay, so here's my points. Edward draws Bella's attention to the fact that all the mysterious deaths in Seattle are probably caused by a newborn vampire. That happens really early on, Mm. maybe in the first chapter.
1: It does, yeah. We see a Seattle headline. Yeah, Mm. you see the
0: newspaper headline. He says, you'd be surprised, Bella, how often my kind are the source behind the horrors in your human news. It's interesting that Edward uses the word your human news. The use of the word your means that the vampires don't consider it their news as well. They're apart from the human affairs. Yeah, that's true. Edward says, we've been monitoring the situation for weeks. So you're able to do that. Obviously with Alice's abilities, they are well equipped to monitor what is going on and, and the problems that vampires are causing for the human population. But then he goes, well, it's not our problem. We wouldn't even pay attention to the situation if it wasn't going on so close to home. So they don't help. Yeah. Why? The Cullens are at least as wealthy as Batman. Probably as wealthy as Iron Man. They have superpowers. Which neither Batman nor Iron Man have. Why are they not doing more to help people? Are we supposed to believe that they can't go around being vampire slayers because the Vulturi would kill them? If this were a Marvel movie... I know you wouldn't be interested in it, or like a season of Buffy. Mm. It would culminate in our heroes taking down the vulturi and establishing a new order of vampire that would be mol- a morality. Story. Wouldn't it? It would be yeah. so much better, but it's just not what's going on here.
1: Vampire vampire slayers. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: but instead we're just presented with all of this stuff and shrug at it. I guess like that's just not what this story is about. Yeah. And it just makes me think, again, like, Carlyle's do-gooder persona really begins and ends with his desire to not personally cause death. Other than that, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I know he's a doctor and he's saving loads of lives, but he could be doing so much more. And it would be a really good story.
1: Yeah, they don't sleep. They've got time.
0: They're super wealthy. They've got this big house. There was that scene in Twilight where Esme touches like an invisible keypad on the wall and the shutters go down or something. Remember? They've got this fleet of incredible cars. They are Batman. (laughs) (laughs) But Stephanie Meyer does nothing with it. No. I want to see like a house style TV drama in which Edward helps Carlyle diagnose psychological and neurological disorders. Because mm. he'd be able to kind of see the patterns of thoughts. Mm. Could he help find these things earlier? I think so. <laughs> and how interesting to have Carlyle, and then like his son keeps coming into the office and then we'll help him somehow figure out the thing that's gonna yeah. help this patient. Meanwhile, he also helps Charlie interview murder suspects on the side, all while keeping this mysterious secret. Why isn't Detective Edward a thing?
1: And Alice could be a detective too. Oh my god! Because once you've got the profile of like the the criminal, then well, you as can soon watch as... his future.
0: Well, actually, they could do so some... as soon they could as prevent. someone makes the decision to yeah. commit a crime. Yeah. Alice is gonna know. Yeah. So then at the very least she could then let it happen and then lead them straight to the guy. Preferably because as I've said before, they are all superheroes. (laughs) They could prevent it. Yeah. Stephanie Myers missed a trick, and I feel like it really hinders the likability factor.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, we've been watching it for a while, but we don't actually give a fuck, and the only reason we're gonna give a fuck is if the Volturi come.
0: Yeah, it's selfish, and I just don't think Carlisle's all that.
1: So, I want to revisit Rosalie's story. Um, I love that you loved it I and did. I agree with all of your points. However, some historical inaccuracies really bothered me. Oh no, really? Yeah. So, we go to Rosalie's story. Rosalie is in Bella and Edward's room in Edward's house and she begins her story that it was 1933. Okay. She says it was a simpler time. And I've got about ten facts to prove it wasn't a simpler time.
0: <laughs> but what is she saying? It's a simpler time.
1: I don't know. In because reference I don't... to yeah, she's just saying it was a simpler time back then. She's a liar. Okay. It was an awful time for everybody involved. Yeah. So 1933. It's during the Great Depression.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In fact, 1933 was the worst year of the Great Depression worldwide. So it wasn't simpler times. Twenty-five percent of the U.S. population were unemployed. Rosalie's father works at the bank Mm -hmm. and she says they were doing okay. Lies! Oh. To work at the bank during the Great Depression would have been one of the worst jobs.
0: Oh, that hadn't occurred... Okay, right. Because I was going to say, okay, this is fair enough, but she was one of the rich, so it kind of makes sense. they wouldn't have
1: been rich because the bank were losing all of their money. And so so
0: people working for the bank would have also lost all their money.
1: because there wasn't anything to pay them with. So the US banking system was under... A lot of strain. As the majority of people were panicking and removing all of their money from all of their accounts. People weren't having any bank accounts during 1933. So their it would have been affected. Their money wouldn't have been lasting. Her father would not have been rich if he was working at the bank. Wow. Yeah. Prohibition. Yeah. Prohibition was still a thing during 1933.
0: Royce drank, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Right, but would that have been like a speakeasy?
1: Yeah. And obviously... Because Prohibition gangsters were on the rise, Mm -hmm. um, particularly like Al Capone. So, you know, if you were drinking, okay, yes, I'm guessing you would have had money. Mm -hmm. But uh, it is all criminal activity because these speakeasies were also fronts for different things.
0: all kinds of crime. Of
1: all kinds of crime. I mean, I don't know how much of a privilege it would be as a man walking around with maybe some alcohol.
0: Did he have alcohol?
1: I don't know if they had it when they see her but they definitely smell of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they've but been if drinking. a policeman is walking by
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: yes, it was all corrupt. The gangs and the police, you know in different districts were working together mm-hmm. and prohibition wasn't a well-liked Well, thing. no, this
0: is the thing. Yeah. Everyone drank.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like nowadays with weed.
0: The illegality of it... Yeah. ...means that those involved are having to be at least, however many times removed, involved in some kind of criminal activity. But actually, the activity itself... Is it eh, deemed
1: as Yeah,
0: Yeah. Lots of people do it. Yeah. Similar thing. Everyone was drinking.
1: Yeah. I feel like this wasn't thought about when writing the story, so it seems like they would have.
0: Do you think it's part of the process of painting the picture of Royce as a bad guy?
1: Maybe. But you have to do this research in order to find out he's a bad guy until he rapes her. Yeah, fair. Yeah, thanks. Things were very hard. It was a hard life. Okay. People were losing their money. The more money you had, the less it meant.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: Okay. Just like in Germany in 1933. Bucket loads of. (laughs) I remember
0: it well. (laughs) right but i see what you mean but when when
1: people were queuing with buckets just to pay for bread yeah because the economy was appalling
0: Mm.
1: anyway my last point and although this again is not really relevant to rosalie's story but it's a very important fact you just enjoy
0: history i really
1: do (laughs) and although it didn't happen in the u.s and it's not relevant to the story but in 1933 hitler was appointed chancellor of germany and that's when shit hit the fan I feel like I have proved the fact that it's not simpler times and her family would not have been doing well under the pressures that's of the economy. really
0: interesting. That yeah. I did not realise, and that is a goof. Rosalie wouldn't have actually been rich if her father...
1: Had worked at the bank. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Unless her father runs a speakeasy.
1: <laughs> and that's where Royce goes to drink.
0: Because her dad got on with Royce, right? Yeah. Maybe what Bella doesn't realise and what Rosalie doesn't realise and maybe what Stephanie Meyer doesn't realise... <laughs> Is that actually, Mr. <laughs> Hale was a gangster.
1: It would make more sense than him working at the bank.
0: But you are having to do a lot of work as a 15-year-old in <gasps> 2007 Yeah. to get to that.
1: Yeah. I'm just saying, get your facts right. And 1933 <clears throat> was not a simpler time for anybody involved, even if you are ridiculously beautiful. Yeah.
0: So you've just taken real issue with that line, a simpler yeah. time.
1: It wasn't. It's sad though, isn't it, that there's just a lot of rape in these books.
0: Is there a lot of rape?
1: Well, in Twilight she nearly gets raped.
0: Oh, the threat of rape. And then
1: a new moon again, like Bella kind of welcomes the threat. In Eclipse, Rosalie actually did get raped by several men. It's
0: uh yeah, actually <laughs> yeah, we've not spoken. We've spoken a lot about Rose's story. We've not really
1: discussed the actual
0: how horrific. Yeah, it is. and
1: she she says she's like I'll spare you the details, and I'm like that's lazy writing. But
0: um... <laughs> <laughs> is it or is it just is she just not being gratuitous with a, a young person's book? I find it horrific enough. I was quite glad to be spared of it. But you're right, actually, sometimes. It's best not to be spared and sometimes to hit the point.
1: I just think because it was such a good story and I would have really have liked to know maybe it's just me being a bit grotesque, I don't know, but I would have loved to have known what had happened. Mm-hmm. And then I would have loved to know the exact procedures of how she killed them all.
0: What a brilliant story.
1: And it's so justified and it's so satisfying that she and got her to do that.
0: Lack of remorse yeah. I find perfect.
1: It's very empowering. So I would like to if you will allow me. <laughs>
0: I don't know after that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to also discuss Jasper's story. I've always liked Jasper. Me too. I think he's a very interesting character. I One think of the he's, most likeable. He's overlooked, not only by Stephanie, but by his entire family. It does seem like he is only there for Alice. Harsh. Jasper
0: doesn't gel with the others as, as well. well.
1: So he's almost 17 when he joined the Confederate Army in 1861.
0: Talk me through it. The, there was the United States forces. Yeah,
1: which were the North
0: Mm-hmm. and America. who was
1: who was president lincoln
0: now? lincoln
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the confederate army were in the south yeah the northern army wanted to abolish slavery yeah because that was lincoln's thing yeah and the confederate army were fighting against that
1: yeah to keep slavery in the south so he's jasper
0: his... joins this army in the south
1: yeah he's 17 he lies about his age he can get away with it he says he's 20
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's quite tall So at the beginning of 1861, you could volunteer, and he did. But then by March, the Confederate Army had expanded and established itself as a permanent army.
0: So you could be drafted. Yes,
1: in the South. But the fact is, for Jasper, he volunteered for this.
0: Yeah, So he he believed
1: in the cause of the Confederate Army.
0: I mean, we assume he believed in the cause. If he's
1: volunteering...
0: But if he lives in the South and he's young and ambitious and wants to become a soldier it's not the right thing to have done if that's what you've grown up with yeah apologies to any american listeners that we know so little of your history yeah but did they stand for other things as well or was the main fight the about main slavery the
1: main fight was for slavery because
0: i know that so the confederate the flag South. is something that is still is still used as a symbol yes. not in a very nice way yeah um often
1: to be like pure Americans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The army was expanding quite rapidly, and he says that he became a major, and I think that was probably possible because they were desperate for men. So Jasper goes from being in a human war to a vampire war. And like he says, he's only known blood and destruction and violence. Yeah. Also, so Jasper, I think, is older than... So he's the youngest brother, but he's actually older.
0: But why is that? Is it that they are counting this age, calling him the youngest brother? Is that because he looks youngest? He was the youngest when he was turned? Is it because they're just counting their age from when they become vegetarian vampires? Maybe. Or when they
1: joined the Cullens. Yeah. But he technically isn't. I think it goes... Carlisle, Jasper, Edward, Esme, Alice, Rosalie, Emmett.
0: Yeah. So he's not the youngest? No. My other question for you that I have. Mm. In this book we learn that Jasper is from the south. Where is he from? Texas? Yeah.
1: Never been Similar, mentioned. Yeah. yeah.
0: You'd think that might have been mentioned. He's like southern drool. Similar to Carlisle. Bella doesn't mention anything about it. Other vampires just adjusting their accents.
1: Maybe. Because they're all
0: from different places. Yeah. I suppose if he and Carlisle are the oldest members of the family, Mm. in terms of how long they've actually been walking the planet, it makes sense that they would have lost their accent. But then there's also discussion in these books about when you become a vampire, you kind of freeze, and it's very difficult to change. Mm. Once something happens to you, it's kind of permanent. So are their accents likely to change? Yeah, that was just interesting. It is
1: interesting. So my final topic for the first half of Eclipse is called, I've titled it, Manipulation and Gaslighting. From the get-go, I am not happy with Charlie, Edward or Jacob. Okay. Yeah. I am not Team Bella. I'm not a fan. We would never be friends. But the way they manipulate and treat her is incredibly horrendous
0: wow okay yeah i mean i'm not surprised i know that sounds like i'm surprised i'm not because we've already read twilight and new moon we know this to be the case i just um i feel bad but it didn't stand out to me in this half of this book really oh
1: let me awaken
0: you sir okay
1: okay charlie guilt tripping bella into being like can you just hang out with a friend that i like didn't we both say that
0: he's doing the right thing. He's doing the
1: right thing by saying you need to hang out with more friends, not just your boyfriend, but it's not okay to dictate what friends your daughter can hang out with. That's true. She has to make that decision herself and she is now technically an adult.
0: And she goes to see Angela.
1: She does. And he's just not as happy as he would be. Yeah. Yeah. Because Charlie gets Team Jacob all the way. And like, the amount of times in this first half, the result of the manipulation and gaslighting, the amount of times she says... I thought this, but I could be wrong, I usually am, or I thought I saw Edward do this, but no, he wouldn't ever do that. Oh my god. It's infuriating. She's an intelligent girl, she just doesn't use her common sense. Bella seems to know less of her own thoughts. She never questions anything enough. And when something's not right, she's like, oh, but it's Edward, oh, but it's Jacob, it's fine. Bella is the one that is thinking more about when there is an intruder and she's trying to think about it more, but they won't let her. Edward, for instance, is like, we're handling it or it's not Victoria. She's it's... been taught yeah.
0: to not trust her own mind yeah. and to not follow through with her own thoughts yeah. because she must be protected even from her own thoughts. It goes right the way back to Twilight with the when he saved her from Tyler's skidding truck. Yeah. I was standing right next to you gaslighting well yeah that's what gaslighting does the victim gradually believes that what they see and what they hear and what they think and know and believe can't be trusted the only thing that can be trusted is what they're being told by that the is person such
1: a dangerous game to be playing it's
0: awful and anyone can do you know governments can do this to people yeah. the media does it to all of us yeah. but also it, when it happens one-to-one in relationships like this it, it is um, it's an emotional abuse
1: yeah So it's just this tug of war between Edward manipulating Bella to not see Jacob and Jacob manipulating Bella to not see Edward or realise that she is in love with him, Mm -hmm. you know. And no, if someone is saying no, if someone is saying, I do love you, but as a friend, that is what they mean. There's just a lot of blackmailing. And a lot of, like, guilt tripping. Even Jacob's note at the beginning of the novel is so passive-aggressive and manipulative. The fact that we can see everything he has crossed off and read the whole letter in its entirety. You couldn't get another piece of paper.
0: So I had just read that as, like, unrealistic. I read that straight away and was like, well, you just wouldn't keep that on yeah. the page if I was writing a note. And Unless didn't... it's
1: deliberate.
0: Yeah. Which actually totally makes more sense. Of course he's doing it in a passive-aggressive, vindictive way.
1: Yeah, very childish. It's also childish. The amount of times that Edward shows his true colours, Edward is letting it drop. He's not as perfect as he has seemed, and we're seeing his controlling side more... I don't know, it's more apparent, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I guess up to this point, Edward's been manipulating Bella's emotions in order to control her. Now it's almost like, you know when you're in a relationship with someone and you stop making effort and you're like, it's okay, you can see me now first thing in the morning. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to stop messing with your emotions to manipulate you. I'm just going to break your truck so you can't leave. Yeah. I'm just going to have my sister imprison you in my house. We're past the point of pretense now. Yeah. I am a possessive creep.
1: Yeah. There is a moment that I give 10 points to Gryffindor. (gasps) I award it to Bella. There's a moment where Bella finally gets a fucking backbone against Edward when she finally makes a decision and says he can no longer stop her from seeing Jacob. Yes. And and she actually sticks her ground. And
0: this is why I was pleased when she got on the back of the motorcycle. I know it meant skipping school and I'm sorry about that. (laughs) But there's that part of me that's like, yes, you can love this man and defy him. You do not have to obey. You do not have to give in to this pressure and this manipulation, you do you.
1: Yeah. Bella, make decisions. Be better. That's be more ask. Bella.
0: This is what Ross always says to Nick. <laughs> he always tells him to be more Nick. My husband and I have a friend called Nick. Big fan of the podcast. So oh, if this is included in Nick. there, he'll listen. Do you think um, he's going
1: to mind just using his name?
0: Oh, shit. We'll call him Antonio.
1: No.
0: <laughs> Antonio! He won't mind. This is for you, Nick. Whenever he's like in a situation socially... You know when it's like, oh, I really just wanna go home. I'm not I'm not feeling this night out. Yeah. That's
1: but... on, any, on any night out. Well,
0: exactly. Yeah. But you feel obligated to stay for one more drink. Ross always is like, be more Nick. Whatever your body and your mind is telling you to be be more of that and that yeah or in any situation so whoever whatever your name is listening be more you be more you that's ross's little little phrase
1: i'm a big fan of that man me too
0: (laughs) why i married him (laughs) i didn't oh you were too slow (laughs) and too female (laughs) i have a question for you Is it a burning question? It's burning. You should get that scene too. It's itching and it's burning and it's quite tingly around (laughs) the edges. Only my
1: answer will give you relief.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this might be like dipping in slightly to the second half of this book. Just a little. But I think for the whole series, really, a, a big concern of Edward's is not wanting to turn Bella into a vampire and her miss out on these human experiences. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In the second half of this book, we'll get to a human experience that Bella really doesn't want to miss out on. (laughs) But it's it's a real concern about her missing out on graduation, her missing out on going to college, all these human experiences. I couldn't help but wonder. (laughs) If you were going to be turned into a vampire, which human experiences would you not want to miss out on beforehand? Let's say you're 17.
1: Okay, I'm 17 years old. Let's say you're
0: 17 like Bella is, or 18 like Bella Mm -hmm. is. And your boyfriend is going to turn you into a vampire. Okay. What okay. things do you want to achieve or, or what things do you want to experience specifically as a human?
1: I would ask if it's possible to have sex with vampires. Because if it wasn't, <sighs> we'd have to get on that. Yeah. Um, Which Bella does. Yeah. So we yeah. know that so vampires you know can, have sense. So that's alright. So really, no. No? Because I am not going to miss having my period.
0: So you'd be pleased to get rid of that human experience? Yeah. What about...
1: Oh, I love food. that you straight
0: away went to sex.
1: Yeah. Food? I forgot about food.
0: I'm just wondering if there's anything that I've not eaten that I want to...
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot about food.
0: I'd like to maybe go to France and spend some time eating oh, God, a bakery. Oh, my God, I couldn't drink
1: wine, could I? That
0: was my next question. Alcohol? Yeah. Or other things. Now, we are both very good young people. <laughs> but would I have given up those experiences? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I would miss wine.
0: As much as I mean, I'm not
1: gin and Prosecco and beer.
0: My other thought was we're both tattooed. Ah, now I don't know. I can only assume that as a vampire, your skin can't be penetrated by a needle. I don't know that if in the vampire transformation where the tattoos would stay, Mm. that would be something that would occur to me anyway, as if I'm done
1: getting inked. Yeah, I'm definitely not. What would happen to them, though? I think they might disappear. Do you
0: think they might disappear? I think so. I don't know if vampire venom would wipe out tattoos.
1: It's poison, though, isn't it? It's like, it's... Yeah, it but isn't it just like... Because it makes you the best version of yourself, doesn't it? Does it? Well, I suppose makes... we're
0: going to find out more in Breaking Dawn about what yeah. venom actually does but it does. does. It makes you
1: beautiful.
0: Yeah, but then I think I think we are beautiful. <laughs> I think everyone is beautiful. Yeah, I but wonder... it makes
1: you the most beautiful you've ever been. It's but like does it you want to change really, your body. Really good day. Well, yeah.
0: Like, yeah, obviously it changes your body, but does it change, like, your shape? Would it change your... Because, well, see, then this no is the other thing that vampires
1: that's... have been mentioned, no, have they? this is what
0: I was going to say. Here's what's just even more problematic about this idea of vampires being super beautiful, is mm. that then we're relying on a particular standard of Western, European-focused beauty. Yeah. Thin beauty. Mm. God, I don't know. We've got into, like, a much deeper... This
1: burning question has gone right into the fire. Yeah. Like, the question was a match, you threw it on the timber. And now we're all burning. Isaac, the final verdict. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. Are you a fan of this book today? No. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it were just this half of the book, maybe, I'd probably say yes. I, did, I was enjoying it. For reasons that will become clear in the next episode, no, this book can burn in hell.
1: Well, I don't even see the point of asking the next two, but uh. <laughs> Would you have encouraged your teenage self to read it?
0: No. There's nothing. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> I like, okay, is there any
0: point? <sighs> There is nothing to be gained from reading this book that you can't get from somewhere else. Teenage Isaac should not read this book, I don't think. saying. Unfortunately, he did, and there's nothing I can do about I that now. I feel
1: like you have more issues with this book than New Moon and Twilight.
0: We both were very negative about Twilight. Yeah. And then we were both surprisingly positive about New yeah. Moon. I wonder if we were just in a really good mood when we read New Moon. <laughs> no, but I New Moon really does stand alone as separate
1: it does, and it, it used
0: to be in a bad way, yeah. and now I'm thinking it's in a good way.
1: What has this book taught you?
0: It's taught me that the Cullens are not bad people.
1: Oh, I feel like that's going against what you've said.
0: Well, I so, said, but they're not great people either. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want their own back garden getting polluted, but they're happy to ignore the issues that don't affect them. Mm. They're probably climate change deniers. <gasps> probably. I mean, if Carlisle wasn't an actual scientist. But they just don't care. And I don't know whether I've just been thinking about it a lot with, again... Recent events. Yeah, the time this episode goes out. I don't know what's going to be going on, but with the protests that have been happening in London and around the world about the state of our planet and the yeah. fact that no one's doing anything about it. Yeah. I had got me thinking about this, but Cullen's attitude to the world around them just makes them a lot less likeable to me. They yeah. seem like they actually couldn't care less about the greater good. Mm. They're not interested in goings-on outside of their own self-interest. They're not the heroes that I would have once thought they were.
1: Thank you for joining us for the first part of our discussion of the novel
0: Eclipse. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to scrutinise the second half of this book, but in the meantime you can check out our socials at ForksCast.
1: And you can rate, review and subscribe to What the Forks wherever you're listening now.
0: Until next time, take care.
1: And remember be more lit.